0: You need to work out three to five times a week. Most Americans get that. They're like, okay, yes, I understand that concept. Yes. Um, So I said, why don't we take that concept of training, discipline, grit, hustle, consistency, put it in a financial workbook?
1: Well, folks, you're in for a real treat today. Uh, we are so excited to have our guest Hillary Siler with us, and I will tell you there's so many wonderful things I could share about Hillary going back to when I first received an introduction uh, to her through my dear friend and performance coach Ben Newman. But Hillary, today we're going to let her tell the story, and she's a perfect guest for our podcast around vision, hustle, grit, and gratitude. What it takes to be in the 1% of top 1% in performance. And Hillary is a financial educator, coach, speaker, and now author. She's the owner of multiple businesses. We could call her a serial entrepreneur if we wanted to. Hillary, thanks so much for being with us today.
0: Thank you for having me. I, I love what you're doing here and what you're providing to people and giving them that grit and that hustle and a little bit of gratitude, which I think we all should have a little bit of that every day.
1: Th- thanks for saying that. I know when we were in the green room, we were talking about uh, your wor- worldly travels. But before we get into that, I want to ask you the same three questions I ask everybody. What is your favorite color? Blue. Awesome. Favorite afternoon snack?
0: Pasta. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> <Everybody> <laughs> I, I like <laughs> no pasta like that's my go-to
1: you're the best i'm glad i love it that you're always honest and lastly favorite childhood superhero
0: oh definitely captain america
1: oh my gosh my son atlas would love you Um, (laughs) so love that tell me you know we were talking about um just how much i see you traveling the world talk to us about where that interest and that passion Came from and, and how do you give yourself permission to do that when we? I'm just surrounded by people who are like, oh, I wish I could travel more. And I see you just doing it so gracefully and with so much gratitude for having the ability to do that. Talk to us about where that came from and, 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 and why you do it.
0: Yeah. Um, that story is uh, it was my life changer. Um, my mom was very, very sick from the age of 19 to 26. She passed when I was 26 years old. Um, And prior to that point in my life, when I was 26 years old, I really, I didn't travel as a kid. We didn't travel our, our big travels were, you know, camping trips and to the beach in Oregon. Um, So we didn't go very far and which was great. I loved it. I had a great childhood, no complaints, but I hadn't um, seen the world. And when my mom got sick, I didn't, I kind of lost my childhood a little bit. I, I didn't do college like a normal student did. I worked, I went to the class and then I drove home on the weekends to help my dad. And when she passed away, I was 26 years old. I was working full time. I was helping out caretaking with, with my father. Um, and I didn't really know, you know, what life was about. And I I didn't feel like I knew anything. I had zero experiences. I was in my little organ bubble and, uh, woke up one day and went, I, I need to, I need to go learn something. Um, and I was very afraid of everything. Manny, I was afraid of my own shadow, (laughs) Um, Which, which I
1: have a hard time believing the way I know you, right?
0: well and as a speaker i've been a speaker for years i have no problem getting up in a room and speaking but to actually go out and do something on my own without my support system um to leave my little bubble i was very scared of it and so i did two things first thing i did was i booked a flight to la which from portland is two and a half hours and i had a friend down there um and i said i'm gonna go to a hockey game i love hockey i'm a huge hockey fan so i was like i'm gonna go to a hockey game.'" Never been to a live, live NHL game before. I was like, that's gonna be my thing. The next thing I did to get out of that bubble was I got a tattoo in memory of my mom, and that kind of broke me open as a person. And so um, I went down to LA and had a great time. I had I had an amazing time. And then I came back and I went, well, I wonder what else the world has to offer. And, and you'll see, see my dog in the background and apologize, work from home. Um, and, and I decided, um, I wanted to start going to NHL cities. I wanted to see games in different cities and that actually spurred me to start traveling. And so what I did was I, I talked to my dad and I said, Hey, can you take my dogs? How, how do you feel about that? He said, yeah, I'd love to. Um, and I started traveling and what that did for me on a personal level was it helped me overcome grief, um, losing my mother. It helped me overcome losing my grandfather, which happened eight months after my mom died. Uh, And I just, it was going through some stuff and travel was my my healing mechanism. It was my compass to guide me back to the person I am today. And so that's my travels. That's why I travel. And I do it so freely um, because it is my way of continuing to grow, truthfully. Every time I go to a different city, it's it's a different vibe. It's a different group of people. Um, It's a different experience. And I I thrive on that.
1: It's interesting that you're bringing up uh, how a very difficult, a very difficult moment and stage in your life, which actually uh, was really long.
0: Yeah, right? If I'm listening from
1: ni- from 19 to 26, um, your mother was, you know, battling her condition. Mm-hmm. And then you came out of that sort of, you know, I call it a dark tunnel with just like this incredible vision for what was possible. And I look at, you know, I've looked at your professional resume and your in your in your background and you've started a number of businesses since, you know, where does I mean, I, I mean, I I guess I kind of get it, but where did the confidence and the courage to like launch Siler FEC? Right, it's financial education, coaching, or consulting.
0: Consulting, yeah.
1: Consulting. I mean, where did that confidence and courage come from? And talk to me about the mentors or advocates that you've had in your life who helped to instill that in you.
0: Yeah, um, I have three mentors that are still to this day um, in my corner. The first one's my father. He um, forty years in finance. Finance was a conversation at our dinner table every night. So for me, it was, we grew up talking about it. Yes. Um, And my little brother started investing when he was eight. He took a thousand dollars and started investing in the stock market when he was eight years old. He is now 32 and a financial advisor.
1: (laughs) I remember us talking about him the first time we spoke.
0: Yeah. He's he's awesome. Um, And so finance was in my blood, but I, my mom was an entrepreneur. She owned four different businesses through the course of of, uh, her life with me alive, I should say. And. I always loved the idea of impacting people. That was, that was my thing. Um, I really liked making a difference, but I liked doing it under the radar. I I didn't want to be spotlighted because that doesn't look fun. (laughs) Celebrity life doesn't look very fun to me. Um, but I loved watching people succeed. And when that light goes off and you see someone succeed, it is that, oh my goodness moment. I have changed their life. And for me, that's, I thrive on that. I thrive on the experiences and impacting people. And so I said, well, how do I do that with the skills I have? Um, and I was a public speaker. Uh, I was a national award-winning speaker in high school. Then I stopped doing it in college because so my mom was sick. And I realized I liked I liked it and I liked helping people. So um, a few of my friends were in the NFL and they called me up and had some money questions. And I put two and two together, it took me a few years but I um, pulled it all in and said, I'm gonna go help professional athletes. And that's where I met Ben Newman. Um, It was my first interview with the Dolphins was when I met him. Oh, my goodness. Uh Uh-huh. And he, he, I would say, is my second mentor. Um, I get to to learn from Ben every day. He always is providing really great content around motivation, drive, hustle, get out there and do it, stop holding yourself back. Very similar to yourself, which is why you two align, and I follow both of you so religiously. Um, And my third mentor is my business partner, Douglas Rupp. And he's been my mentor for 12 years. Um, he found me in banking when I was uh, with US Bank years ago. Okay,
1: I, I saw the US Bank on your on your uh, resume.
0: Yeah, so mortgage was where I really started, and I still do it to this day because it, there's everything changes in mortgage all the time. So it keeps me current on what's happening in the real estate world.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, and uh, Douglas has been my mentor, and he's he was my is my direct manager for that role. Um, and so when I started Siler FEC and financial footwork, I called him up. I said, Hey, I'm going to do this. And I don't think anybody believes that I can, but what do you think? He said, go do it. He said, what's holding me back. I said, well, really nothing. <laughs> and he said, yeah, let's go. And so he's been with me on the ride. Uh, he believed in me so much that um, I gifted him 10% of my companies when I started, because he's been in my corner for so long, for so many years. And he's constantly pushing me. I mean, we have weekly well now daily meetings about the things that we should be doing. And so, um, having him in my corner has been great. So those three men are people I truly look up to. And everyone asks me, you know, do you have a female mentor? And she's my mom, but I don't have her anymore. And, um, I watched her just hustle through everything, but the people that I rely on the most are my inner circle. And those are the people I'm sharing today.
1: Yeah. You know what? I, I really enjoy uh, some of the comments that I see you make and some of the, well, the commentary that you add, you know, you just strike me as someone who's always pouring water into other people's wells, right? Instead of just drinking from the bottom and depleting the resources. And, and, and I'm thankful for the relationship that we're growing because of that. I consistently hear you talk about helping others, You know, and that, I mean, that just really, I mean, it it just, it gets me excited. It, It speaks to the mindset of abundance that I can work really hard for the benefit of someone else. And I genuinely believe that I'll be rewarded in some way, shape or form someday down the road for doing the right thing. One of my mentors, John Vaccaro, who's uh, the head of Mass Mutual Financial Advisors nationally, he's an incredible man. And he always talks about how when when we are in the business of helping others and adding value, business will always be booming. Mm -hmm. Seiler FEC has exploded. It's been four years. And I'm like, how did you grow that? You have a half dozen NFL teams as, 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 as clients and ongoing relationships that you're growing and pouring into dozens, if not hundreds of professional athletes. What, talk to me about the secret sauce because five years ago, it didn't exist.
0: Mm -mm. Um, you know, I, I have to say that, and I, and I've always said this, the secret sauce is my people, um, that the people that I bring in to work with me at the facilities. And, uh, we, we started in 2017, we landed our first contract in 2018 with the dolphins, which is Caleb Thornhill is, I will sing this man's praises for the rest of my life. He is a, the most humanitarian person I've ever met. He is always doing everything for everyone else. And he gave me a shot. Hey, no, he's me. a
1: Spartan dog. He's a he Michigan State Spartan dog.
0: He is yeah. a Spartan dog. And he will not let you forget it. <laughs> <laughs> um, honestly, just uh, one of those people you meet in life that changes your life. And he had never met me. We'd we'd never met in person until the day I walked off the plane in Fort Lauderdale and he introduced himself and I introduced myself and that was it. Um, he gave me an interview without ever even talking to me, really. We talked on the phone once and that was enough for him. And so to have someone of that quality, look at you and say, there's something about you. It was inspiring for me. And then he started introducing me to people like Ben Newman and yourself. And it just, it's been a a ladder effect. Um, and, and it just, that ladder keeps just growing, going, going, going and getting taller and taller and taller. And uh, after meeting Caleb, one of the things that I learned was that it's not so much about how many people you have that you're working with. It's the quality of work you do for the people you are helping. And that was when um, the doors opened, the floodgates opened, so to speak. I wasn't marketing to every team. I was being very selective. I worked with Caleb for a year and I said, who should I call? Is there someone you think I would be a good fit for and my company would be a good fit for to help their guys? And sure enough, I got a call from um, Ron Brewer at the Browns. And I I talked to Jacques McClendon at the Rams and they both brought me in that year. Um, And from there, it went to the Niners and then the Packers. And now we're talking to, I'm missing a team, Indy. Indy's on our roster, Kansas City, Minnesota. I know I'm missing a few teams and someone's going to kick me for it, but that's, you know, neither here nor there. Um, And and what has happened with this is that it's not just me, the people that I've hired to provide financial coaching that are certified financial educators are just as invested in watching these guys succeed as I am, if not more so. And that's how, how we've won. Um, I will tell you, financial education doesn't pay a lot. (laughs) It's not, it's not going to be your million dollar a year company. Um, Right. And that's great. We don't need it to be. Uh, we, we can go other avenues to to generate revenue. Um, but what it does is it allows us to give back and really, really help these men because I am just one person. These guys, their reach is, is so much more vast than mine. And that man is where we make a difference. It's If I can help one player, and he can go back to his community and he can ripple effect it. And then we have 180 players that do
1: that think about how our community grows no i mean it it goes back to the saying you know don't send no don't don't send someone that nobody sent and so the fact that you know you 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 invested and poured a lot into the dolphins and caleb's organization and the players um you know it's it's no surprise to see what just why such a tight-knit community that allows so few new people into it would be excited to uh, make favorable introductions on your behalf. Talk to us about the vision because I think that's one thing you know. And we do have a number of uh, of advocates and supporters in professional sports for our podcast uh, and folks that we serve and try to add value to as well that will listen in. Talk to us about the vision for Siler FEC vision. Let's say twenty twenty five. Where do you see Siler FEC? What is the bread and butter like value proposition, and who needs to hear that?
0: Yeah, so we are the leading financial education company for professional athletes. That is that is our mission. That is our goal. That is who we are. And twenty twenty five, we would love to be working with all five major professional sports, from MLS to NHL, NFL, which we're already in, MLB to NBA, and ideally. The, the long-term goal is to be able to make an impact in all of the organizations across the U.S. and in Canada. We are, we are already working with the NHL Alumni Association, helping the retired guys, um, which has been really fun. And I think, I think that's maybe where my passion comes from. I think it's fun to watch people win. I just think it's really fun. It's so exciting. And uh, that is my long-term vision for the company, um, how we can scale it still working on that because as you know, it's a very tight knit community in the sports world Yes, and not everybody's allowed in the door. And I have to be, I know selective. that very well. Yes, <laughs> 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 Right. Just as you have to be selective who you bring into a room, I have to be careful that the financial coach I bring in, um, uh, doesn't fanboy out when they see 53 NFL players sitting in front of them. Um, they just see 22 year old men that need help. And that's a hard, uh, that's a hard thing to find. Um yes. and our and our onboarding process is not simple, but I believe it also helps us find the right people. And that's my vision. I want to be, I want Siler FEC to be the leading financial education resource for all professional athletic organizations.
1: Yeah, and you know, um I I I smile and I made that comment that I know that very well, you know, because I've had you know, I've had so many. Uh, phone calls never returned. I've had hangups, you know, you know, being in a related business around financial education, empowerment of human beings. um, You know, it's, it's been 19 years of uh, consistent uh, rejection. And, And that, that's, I think that's what I admire most about what you've been able to build in less than five years. And it really speaks and this is, I think, a key point that folks need to take away from this as they consider reaching out to you in the future, it really speaks to the value that Hillary's team is providing, not just the organizations, but these young men and their future legacies that they'll create through the decisions they make in their relationship with money today. And that's so, so powerful and just admirable because you're right. It's a space that I think people think is very... Uh, 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 luxurious and high-end and like everything is like, oh, these experiences are unbelievable. But um, it's not a get wealthy anytime soon uh, business. No. Talk, talk to us about the types of people and maybe the process you take folks through to determine whether or not they're a good fit to be yeah. these financial coaches and consultants on your team.
0: So um, you have to get through the four owners of my company, me being the primary owner, my business partner, my dad, and my brother. If all four of us like you and we like oh, you that's mine, awesome. then we'll take you to the next step. And that is, um, I require minimum 10 years in the finance industry in some capacity, whether that is in banking, in uh, mortgage, in real estate, something that has to do with finance, understanding fundamentals, because that's what we teach. We teach fundamentals. We never get into advising of any kind. We strictly leave that to the FAs. As you know, we refer mm-hmm. to people like you because that is exactly what you do. And uh, Julius and I talk about it all the time. He's one of my former players, lean on experience. And so what we oh. do, yeah, right? Lean on experience. Yes. And so I am not going to tell somebody to buy life insurance. I'm going to say, you need to go look into it
1: mm-hmm. and get
0: your options, yeah. but I'm not going to be the one to tell you what you have to do I Can help you analyze it. But again, I'm not your advisor. And so what we have to do when we're hiring coaches is have them understand that we are the tool belt and we're going to give all of the options, but we're never going to guide in one direction. The only thing that we can guide on are interest rates. So if a guy calls me and says, hey, I have a 600 credit score and I'm going to buy a car at 22% interest, I'm probably going to tell him no. (laughs) And this is why, and here's how we'll get you to a better rate. Um, But outside of that, my coaches can't, I did have someone call me who wanted, who's a real estate agent, who wanted to promote his business through my company. And what has made us successful is we don't promote our businesses. Uh, My players have no idea that I do mortgage and they will never know because it's not important. It has nothing to do with me as an educator. Um, And also it, I would never cross that line. And so that is an expectation of my coaches. They have to have 10 years in finance. They have to understand that all they are is financial coaches. No other businesses can be sold or will be sold. And again, that's why the teams love us because we're not pouring products down their throats by any means. We're just giving them tools. And then you have to go through, there's four certifications you're required to have to work for my company. Um, And they're all financial education certifications. One is through FINRA, one is through the National Financial Educators Council. I require that you become a senior credit um, counselor. I'd like everyone to know everything they can about credit. Um, And then the last one is close to, to my heart and it's a business consultant coaching license because if we're going to be helping these guys write business plans, which we do a lot of, um, and develop ideas, whether it's from a tech startup where we put them with a top venture capitalist or they want to just buy a bunch of properties and we, we pair them with a very good real estate agent, we are helping them take the steps to get to that point and, and helping them find the right professionals. Now, we don't refer all that often. We ask them to go find those people. Um, We always have an interview three, but that's, that's really how we've done it is uh, we are just their coach. We do nothing else.
1: What would you, so that's super helpful. So let's pivot briefly to the type of client that you serve. I, I know that your concentration to this point or to recent times has been around professional athletes. And I, I want to speak in a little bit about the pivot you're making to uh, uh, um, uh, into uh, non-professional athlete, American households, right. And adding value to everyone. Uh, yeah. But let's pinpoint who the ideal sort of uh, profile is of someone who's in a good position, mentally, to be able to benefit from the education, coaching, and consulting you're providing. Because I have to believe not every financial or every professional athlete is financially ready or mentally ready to benefit from what you teach.
0: I would agree with that. Um, and, And I don't think finance is something that you stop learning. I think it's something you learn your whole life. It's, it's one of those, and I know you agree with me wholeheartedly on this. You're always learning about money and how you feel about it and what you think about it and how it impacts your choices. Um, my ideal client for Siler FEC is an athlete who's ready to train. And most of those guys are, they're ready to train. They're there. They understand the basic concept of training. And what I had initially done with Siler FEC was I focused wholeheartedly on professional athletes but I kept getting calls. Hey, you know, Hill, can you help me put a budget together? And these are, these are friends of mine. These are just people like me who have a job and don't make a lot of money. And I said, yeah, of course, you know, how, how can I help you? (laughs) And I started realizing that the need that I am teaching with these professional athletes is everywhere, but I can take my approach with athletes and people resonate with it, everyday people. And what I, ended up doing was I created a company called financial footwork and our goal is to have you train your money like an athlete trains for success. So I met, I meshed sports, I meshed personal training and and personal development. So some of the concepts I've learned from Ben Newman um, and yourself, and I paired it with money and I said, I'm going to teach people how to train their money like they would train in the gym. Because most Americans understand the concept of lifting weights three to five times a week. You need to work out three to five times a week. Most Americans get that. They're like, okay, yes, I understand that concept. Um, So I said, why don't we take that concept of training, discipline, grit, hustle, consistency, put it in a financial workbook. And so we created financial footwork. And I created a 12-week training program, a 24-week training program, and a one-year training program, starting with the fundamentals. So anyone who just does not understand money. They go through the 12-week program. Somebody who gets it a little bit, sort of has a budget, but needs some help honing it in, they go through My Money Playbook 2.0, which is the second portion of our our training. Um, And then we have the full 12-year program, or 12-year, try again, (laughs) 12-month, which allows people uh, to really get the fundamentals of, of finance. So by the end of this program, the idea is that you have a fully functioning budget. You are on track with your savings plan. You have a debt payoff plan if you need it, whether that's a year to five years, you've got a plan for how you're gonna pay your debt down. You're writing financial goals. You're starting to learn about real estate, investments, alternative investments. And so the idea behind this program is to establish fundamentals and then allow you to learn the pieces of finance that you're most interested in afterwards. Um, But it takes about a year. I mean, anyone who's doing a budget, you're not gonna get it done in a month. It's gonna take you six to 12 months. Right. I'm I'm
1: always blown away at people who think like, okay, fill out this budget worksheet and okay, check the box. Budgeting is done. No, like, no, you know, there's usually like six to eight inherent issues in just the initial draft of data that comes back, right? And I think what I love is that you know, you reference the fact that you know, you are coaching around their behavior with their money. And is it aligned with the written goals or objectives they said they have for their life? I love that. Talk to me about what what does that experience actually look like? So is it phone calls? Is it online modules? Is it, uh, uh, you know, homework? What, what does it look like? And then where can people sign up?
0: So it's this little workbook right here, My Money Playbook. And it's a 12-week training program. So when you're in the gym, it's all about, every week you train. Well, we have weekly workouts. You have your weekly financial workout that you do, and that's a couple different exercises. They're habit-building exercises, they're financial tool exercises. That's part one. And then part two is um, the online coaching modules. So there's a five-minute video that accompanies each week of coaching. And then we have our social networks, which allow people to interact with us and ask questions. So you can go straight into our Instagram and send send us a direct message and one of our financial coaches will answer it. Um, and that is how we've done it so far. Now we are gonna start offering webinars. We are gonna start offering live videos. Um, but right now people have really responded to, this is helpful for me because it's on their time. It's 20 to 30 minutes a week training your money. You have your weekly exercises. You know exactly what you have to do. You have a coaching video that takes you through it. It's just a matter of sitting down and doing it. And that's where uh, a lot of my clients have said, I love it because I can do it at eight o'clock at night and I can sit on my couch and I can have my budget and I can have my glass of wine and I can work this out. Or um, I have some people that that's one of the first things that they do in the morning. So like, I need to hammer out my finances and they look at it every morning. What's my calendar like? Do I have any bills due? Um, What am I getting paid this week? What's happening? And so what we're doing is just like your morning routine, we're instilling a financial routine through weekly workouts and weekly coaching.
1: You know, I, I, I do, uh, I, it, it completely resonates with, for me as a consumer. And I think about uh, how much of long-term success really just comes down to forming the right habits and disciplines, but then surrounding yourself with the right people. And I think about how much it comes down to kind of auditing your circles, right? If I set up, if I, if I set a financial goal or objective for the end of the year, and I build a written plan and a budget for it, but someone who's close to me's lifestyle challenges the disciplines I must maintain to get to my financial objectives, that, that can have a negative impact. Yes. Talk to me about that. And is that coaching that you're providing a lot of these professional athletes about yeah. auditing their circles in their environment?
0: Yeah, we're doing it on both fronts actually. So with professional athletes, a little different. Um, those, those circles are a little bigger and a little bit more wealthy, um, but yeah. they're also a little bit more dangerous and they can get in a lot of trouble. Um, Kevin Hart said it best. He said, I can't be friends with professional athletes because they make me go broke because I'm not at that level. And I love him for saying that because he always says, stay in your financial lane. And I, 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 that, his commentary on that really resonated with me. And I think it has a lot to do with audit your circle. You don't make as much as the next guy sitting next to you. So don't try to compete at his level because it's hurting you financially. So when we talk about building a team, we call it building a team. Um, we do this on both companies. I think this goes for consumers and athletes. Who are you surrounding yourself with that is building you up? And who do you need to kick out because they're bringing you down? Uh, one of the things we tell people to do with financial footwork, it's our third step in our four-step process is build your team. Who's your accountability buddy? Who's going to be in your corner, helping you reach your financial goals. I have a group of women here in Oregon that are actually going through the my money playbook 1.0, which is the first 12 weeks. And they're doing it as a group. And there's, I think 11 of them and they are holding each other accountable every week. And they'll send me a message and, you know, Hey, you know, 11 of us showed up this week. This is what's happening. And they just give me a rundown and I'll send them one or two coaching questions through Instagram, ask everybody this question, hold each other accountable. And it takes me two minutes and, it takes, and it's really taking them to the next level. So part of the program with athletes is they're already in a circle of people that make very similar money to them, if not a little more, a little less. Yes. Consumers don't have that. We are all at different salaries. Your best friend can be making a million bucks. You could be at 30000 a year. And that's fine. Your goals shouldn't align directly with your friends, but you can hold each other accountable to your own goals. And so building a team is who do you want to work with on your money? And it's hard to talk mm-hmm. about money. But if yes. you can build a strong team, even three people, you guys meet once a month as part of your financial goals, you're going to do yourself a service. The more you talk about money, the easier it gets.
1: Well, I, and I think about how much uh, impact and influence, um, you know, music and, and TV and, and the media has on this. I always go back to uh, my, my favorite my favorite album, of my college graduation year, which was 2000. It was Skull and Bones by Cypress Hill. And it came out in Rock Superstar, the track drops. And it's talking about, you know, living large, big house, five cars. And how many of us as kids, you know, we're growing up with like nothing. And all we're doing is, is daydreaming about what rap albums and rock albums are talking about. And it's just so easy. Oh, yeah. They get lost in fantasy land and forget about the consequences of bad decisions. Now, you know that ESPN alone has done a tremendous job of beginning to bring some of those conversations to the forefront of it's not that easy. It's not wow. this simple. You know, there's ways to avoid these pitfalls and mistakes that somehow media has just made like the athlete, like the bad person. And it's not, it's lack of the right environment, the right mentors and the right education.
0: I agree completely.
1: So share a little bit about how that is something that Siler FEC is combating and other things, maybe non-traditional things you're doing to get the word out about your educational consulting program, because it's a tremendous program. And, and, and if right now it's on the radar of a dozen professional teams, it really should be on the radar of a few hundred professional teams. And so what are some non-traditional ways that you're communicating that message out? And what is that message?
0: Yeah. So for Siler, it's the athletes. They are our messengers. Uh, they are our biggest advocates. And a lot of NFL, but what people don't know is NFL players talk to NBA, NBA guys, and NBA guys talk to MLB guys. They all talk, they're all friends. And um, it's going to happen organically for me. Um, This isn't something I can push not in this world, not, not in the world that I play in. And and my, my sports court is five professional um, athletic or or, excuse me, the, the big five, all of the athletic organizations. And in that court, you have to earn your keep, And it's, it went really fast for me at first. And it wasn't something that we pushed. It was something that other people pushed for us because they saw value. So now it's just a matter of, we are known in the MLB. We are known in the NBA. We are known in the MLS. They're already working with the NHL alumni association. It's a matter of how they can implement and If they have a budget for it and realistically what people don't think about. and, And as you were saying, everybody says, Oh, you have so much money. It's easy. And Biggie said it best, and Julius and I say this all the time, more money, more problems. Um, it, not always the case, but it, it brings a set of problems that are new and things you may not have experienced. And so athletes are given a bad rap because they are 22 years old. How much did you know about money when you were 22? Oh, I didn't gosh,
1: we, we laughed that we didn't start saving until like five years ago. I'm 43.
0: Yeah. Right. And you had a 22 year old, a million bucks and and you still spend it. Yeah. Freaking right. At 22, that would, I would have blown all of it. And so the way we're combating that is we get them in rookie camp before they get their contracts and we show them what the loss is. If they spend that money, you know, if you spend $120,000 on your gold chains, that's costing you a million dollars in 10 years. Mm -hmm. And that's enough for a lot of these guys to say, I don't want to be that guy. I still want to buy some nice things, Mm -hmm. but there's something called moderation. And it's a beautiful thing. And a lot of these guys are are hearing it from older players. Veterans are in on this train now. They're our biggest advocate. Hey, go listen to Douglas, Zach, Katie, Coach Hill. Go listen to them. Believe it. They're gonna help you. And that's one of our big, big motivating factors is we've got the players on our side. And that will help us propel the message long term to other other sports.
1: So um, I just had this moment right now. I had a light bulb moment and, and I'm wondering financial footwork mm-hmm. seems like an incredible resource for parents of aspiring professional athletes.
0: Yes. it is.
1: And I'm thinking in my mind, right. You know, we're surrounded by these, you know, middle school going into high school phenoms yeah. and parents who say, Hey, you know, I want to make sure that my child is surrounded by the right people as he or she transitions to college and hopefully beyond, right? How where would where would a parent who hears this uh, someday down the road where would they find the information for Siler FEC and your financial footwork team?
0: Yeah, so financial footwork is www.financialfootwork.com. You can see everything on there. You can see our training programs are broken down piece by piece. You can watch um, some of the videos on how we do our program and how we encourage people to build their team and watch the videos and stay consistent. Uh, We actually work with companies as well with financial footwork. We're working with HR teams and bringing this in for all of their people. So our demographic for footwork is 16 to 55. And anybody who just needs some help with finance, whether it's one area or everything. Um, And so that is something that we're really pushing because, again, this isn't, directed to professional athletes. It's directed to everybody. It's great for up and coming athletes because they understand training, but anybody who understands training and has, and is ready to commit, this is the right program. If You're not ready to commit and you're not going to give yourself 20 to 30 minutes a week. Don't do it because it's not going to do you any good. And I don't want you to waste money. So that's how I look at it.
1: I, I, you know, we, we often talk about the genius is in the simplicity. Simplicity allows people to believe I, I can too. <laughs> yeah. And I love that you, you're like 20 to 30 minutes a week. That's it. Wow.
0: And you can break it up into 10 minute sections because each workout has two to three workouts. So if you want to do 10 minutes one day, 10 minutes the next, 10 minutes at the end of the week, go for it. And some of the exercises don't take 10 minutes. Some of them take five. It just depends on what you're, where you're at in your month yeah, and how you're spending your money. Because that's, okay. that's a big piece of it.
1: Okay. So this has been a great conversation. I know that folks are going to want to follow up with you. They're going to want to follow you. They're going to want to keep track of all the progress that you're making, both with Siler FEC, financial footwork. And hey, let's not forget, you know, if you're not a client on that side, you can become a loan origination client, right? If every, everyone is refinancing today, they, they are. are. The world is refinancing and they should before this thing ends, right? Yeah, it's, the
0: rates are low. It's crazy
1: where where can folks most easily find you where can they find you but then what's your preferred method to be contacted
0: easiest way to find me is on instagram because i have that up and running at all times um email is great but i get inundated with that a lot and um i have someone else monitoring my inbox some of the time so i'd rather be able to talk to you directly uh they can go to um hillary underscore Siler or at financial footwork literally just at Financial Footwork or at Siler FEC. Very, very simple. You can find me on all three of those pages. I control those accounts along with some of my financial coaches. So you'll be getting in touch with us directly.
1: Okay, I love it. Two last questions. Yeah. What is What is or who is the organization or the person that you're absolutely obsessed about having a quick conversation with on how you can add value to them their folks or their organization
0: oh gosh i mean
1: just put someone at the top of the list that's been on the list the longest
0: amazon uh, jeff Bezos has been on my list forever i mean if i could have 10 minutes with jeff Bezos, i feel like that would be life-changing he also has how many thousands of employees that i could impact i mean i'm reaching for the stars here people i realize that but yeah I,
1: i love that that's what you should do i'm just so thankful that you did that because most of us would like pick some like thousand person company, right? No, you were, you, you elected the world dominator and I love it. I'd love
0: to 10 minutes with Jeff Bezos, life-changing, just life-changing.
1: Okay. Last question. Yes. Who's someone that recently just blew your mind far exceeded expectations. And Hey, you just want to make sure you give them a quick shout out.
0: Oh, definitely. I'm going to, I know this is totally cliche, but I'm going to have to take it back to Ben Newman because (laughs) Ben just, put together and you're
1: everywhere in my life dude he uh, he
0: has he is going to change he has changed my life but Uh he's offering a boot camp and only eight people have been invited um and he he put it out to the public but it's you know he's exclusive in who he picked and he is going to go through his entire model on how he's done everything with his business and being that he is one of my mentors to actually be able to take the curtain down and see everything Yeah, life changing. I'm, I can't even tell you June 30th. Can't get here soon enough. I'm so stinking excited. Um, <laughs> so Yes. That's who I have to shout out to because <laughs> most people don't give their business secrets away and he's giving a full access view of everything he's done. And I'm just, I can't wait.
1: Okay. So let me just share one Ben Newman story and then we're going to end. Yes. So about a, about a year ago, maybe a year and a half ago, before the, right before the pandemic, I have Ben come in and another really good buddy of mine and mentor, Paul Blanco. Yes. They fly in, they come and they visit with me for a couple of days and they speak at one of our major, major firm events. And it was incredible. One of Ben's deals is like, hey, I'm not coming in unless we go work out at five in the morning. Yep. He would say three, except I'm not doing that. Right. <laughs> and so ben, ben stays at our home when he comes in so he gets up, he, he worked out before we even left for Equinox. We get to Equinox, and it's him and Paul Blanco. And Blanco is like an Adonis himself. Oh, yeah. Like he could he could still probably play professional soccer, football, or rugby. And they just get at it. And I am like the worst third leg to the three-legged stool. Let me say this. I literally went two months after that workout not working out again because of my knee it like that's them so when you say hey like he inspires me he's someone i look up to he's a game changer he's he's the rising tide that will lift all boats yes i agree just you gotta be ready for it
0: two months you really say that's
1: been new it might have been three months
0: oh my gosh
1: but that was ben newman And you got to love them for it, man, Hillary, you are one of the best guests I've had on. I love it. I, I think I will say this, you, you have broken into one of the most difficult spheres of influence that exists on this planet and that's professional sports and that's the NFL. And I just, I'm just, I, I just admire and respect so much what you've been able to do. And now that we can connect the dots backwards to what happened in your personal life and where this massive vision and inspiration and courage came from, it just made it that much better. I'm so thankful you were with us today. I look forward to our growing relationship. And I mean, I just wish you nothing but the very best. I hope you keep dominating every single thing that you touch.
0: Thank you. It's been wonderful. You guys, you and your team are awesome. And I just, I love talking to you. So this is great.
1: Thanks, Hillary. Thanks for tuning into this week's episode. Our goal is to bring value to as many people as possible with these conversations. And we need your help to grow the podcast. Please leave a rating and review on Apple with your thoughts on the conversations so far. Thanks in advance. And until next time, keep attacking your life with grit and gratitude. You'll be surprised where it'll take you.